it's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, a man produced in a facility that produces nuts and America's college recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. Hey, Coach, how are you doing? This is Dan, and I am in the car driving. You may have noticed the title of this podcast episode is Driving with Dan. We did a podcast episode a couple of weeks ago where I had a long drive, and I just started talking about evaluating your recruits and the right way to do that, and it got such a popular response and was so well-received, and people liked the fact that it was just sort of you know, natural. You and I are sitting in a car talking, and um, and I liked it too. And and so I wanted to do another episode, and we'll do these occasionally because I do a lot of driving, a lot of driving. So here I am. It's dark, and I'm driving through Indiana on my way to a campus, and no better thing to do than to talk to you. Um, so the the title "Driving to Dan." Uh, those of you that follow me on Twitter at Dan Tudor. Uh, may remember we did a couple of video episodes of Driving with Dan, and those got cut short because I got a, a tweet, a message from a law enforcement officer saying uh, rather abruptly that uh, video recording on your phone while you're driving is against the law, and how could I do that? What a bad example I'm setting. And so um, I decided not to do those anymore because I want to follow the of the road. Um, no law, though, against podcasting while you're driving. So uh, we stopped doing the video driving with Dan, and we're picking up with the audio version. So what I wanted to do in the 20-some minutes that I have left on this drive is to talk to you about timelines and deadlines. And look, if, if you have listened to us at a workshop, maybe on your campus, we go into this. If you're a client, we always are talking about deadlines, timelines, and we're asking you what your timeline is. And and the reason for that is that we have to set expectations. There has to be a beginning and an end to the process. So as we start this conversation, I want to ask you to ask yourself and evaluate yourself. It's always easy to, to mark where the beginning of a recruiting process starts with a prospect. But do you define when the end of that process is? For most of you that we've experienced anyway, the answer is no. You just kind of let it go on or, you know, when it's time, then you'll start asking for a commitment or telling them there's a deadline they have to decide. And the problem with that, we find, is that most of us, and certainly today's teenagers, aren't built like that. We're not built to all of a sudden be forced to decide. And, you know, it's almost like going into... A movie. So as I'm as I'm talking to you, this coming Friday is the opening of Star Wars, um, the, the the latest episode of Star Wars, and and my kids are dying to see the next episode of Star Wars, and so I bought tickets. Um, when I bought the tickets for the 4:45 show in North Carolina, where I live. The first thing I did as the overplanning dad in the family was to find out when does it end? How long does this thing run? 
because I got a plan. Do we eat dinner before? Do we eat dinner after? We like to know when the end of things are. And you know what? Speaking of movies, we have been in movies where it just seemed like the movie went on and on and on. Uh, the last Batman movie with Heath Ledger, and I'm blanking on the name of it, but a uh, really popular movie. There was about four different places I thought the movie was about to end and just kept going on and on and on. And we don't like that. We like to fit everything into a timeline. Uh, anything in our life, as a coach, anything in your life is ruled by a timeline. Uh, how many hours you can practice with an athlete? There's a timeline. When you can contact an athlete and when you can't? Guess what? There's a timeline. And so to not issue a timeline to your recruit at the start of the process or at least as early in the process as possible really doesn't make sense because it doesn't give them context. When you set a deadline, and that can be any deadline, I mean, any date, there's no magical date as to uh, as to when, you know, when is the right time or how long should you give them. There is no right or wrong time according to our research and what we found. But they do need to know when it's going to end. So if you're talking right now to a junior and you know that you need them to decide in November of their senior year or October of their senior year, um, you could say, hey, we're not going to be one of those coaches that pressures you. But just to let you know, the process for us from a recruiting standpoint, the process for our program is going to be wrapping up around X date. So middle of October, end of October, somewhere in that range, or end of October, beginning of November, whatever the date is, start to establish when this process ends. When that de- when you do that, when that happens, you're going to discover two big things about your prospects. Number one, it's much easier for them to define what needs to happen now within that time frame. Because now that I know the end, I know how much time I have to a- apply do an unofficial visit or then follow up with an official visit, come see a game, whatever it is you're asking them to do. If I don't know when the deadline is, guess what? As a teenager and their ill-equipped, uneducated about the process, parents are going to probably think, I have just all the time in the world. And you know what? I'll get to them eventually. And usually it's the, it's the process that, um, uh, that, you know, I, I got distracted just now because I got so into this talk, I missed my turnoff. <laughs> so now I have to go an extra six miles. I'm looking at the map in my car, an extra six miles to flip a U-turn and go back the other way. Um, so there you go. That's what happens when you podcast while you're driving. Uh, that'll that'll teach me. But regardless, I'm I'm uh, I'm, I'm forging onward. So uh, to get back to, <laughs> to this, um, when. When you set that that framework, when you set that that timeline, it gives them the knowledge of what they need to do and when they need to do it. And so that's that's important. That's the, the first thing. The second thing that it establishes, Coach, is that you're able now to make sure and uh, and let them know when you need a decision. But now you're not. You're not the bad guy that's asking them for a decision all of a sudden. Because in this scenario that I just outlined, let's say you're, you're talking to them almost a year, 10 months, 12 months in advance of when you need a decision. You can ask them, hey, you're, well, I'm not going to be one of those coaches that pressures you. You've got 10 months to decide. Does that sound fair? Does that sound like a time frame that you would be able to make a decision by and get their agreement? Yeah, coach, that sounds totally fair. I get it. Now you've done something really magical. You're one of the only coaches that has said, here's when it ends. 
we all agree that you're going to decide. And the, the great thing about that, as I look and work with coaches, so for all of you, I think the great thing for a coach in that is that when they start to approach that deadline, so let's just say they've taken all the time, it's now three weeks, two weeks, one week before the deadline, now it's just, it's you're, you're up against that, that timeline or that deadline for making a decision that you agreed on 10 months ago, and you tell them, hey, you know, process is wrapping up, uh, you know, it's time to decide, uh, do you want to commit to playing for us here? When you do that, if they have been to campus once or twice, they filled out the paperwork, you have communicated with them regularly, you forge the relationship, they've met your team, they have, you have their major, all these things line up. The thing that, that I will tell you is that if they walk up to that line, coach, and their response is, ah, coach, you know what, I'm just not sure, I need more time, or I want to come back to these other two schools and visit them again, my parents wanted to do that. If, there, if there's any kind of hesitation, what I can tell you is that from our experience, from our research, from the focus group testing that we do with kids that have taken that approach, what they tell us is that, you know what, I really had decided I wasn't going to go to that school, but I just didn't know how to tell the coach. She was so nice. I really wanted to, to not let her down. I felt guilty. And so basically they've made a decision not to go to your school. They just don't know how to tell you no. Where that's bad for you is that you need to understand if they're not coming because from a purely strategic standpoint, you need to know that the, whoever's behind them on the depth chart of your recruiting list, you need to start focusing on those next one or two players as opposed to waiting for that top player. And I, I say this all the time in workshops that the, the thing in the last 15 years as we've been working with coaches, the thing that that really destroys a program from the inside out. If you want to know why a program deteriorates or why you have a successful, smart coach who um, who just can't, for, they take over a program and they just seem to not be able to get it done and they don't bring in the recruits and then, then eventually they get let go. They're forced to move on. The reason for that, the vast majority of the time, is because they let kids and the prospects run the timeline they don't ask for a deadline. They don't get a yes or a no at a certain point. And the athletes just sort of leave them hanging. And then eventually, two, three months later, the coach finds out, oh, they committed some moves elsewhere. And the reason that the athletes don't jump out and say, hey, coach, I've decided it's a no. Here's why. Here's how I'm going to, is kind of what I've alluded to before. They are scared of your reaction because they've heard the stories. Heck, they may have friends on their club or high school team we're talking to other coaches that uh, that yelled at them, criticized their decision, called it a dumb mistake. Whatever it is, they're afraid of the confrontation. So their defense to that is, I'm just not going to say anything to that coach. I'm just I'm gonna, hopefully they just sort of go away. I don't have to let them down. And so I just don't want that to happen to you. So if you set out a timeline, you, you dictate when something should be decided by and they reach that timeline, if they're not ready, that's okay. It was going to be a no. Um, we, we, we don't hear um, a significant number of athletes coming back and saying, you know what, if they just gave me three more months, I would have gone to the program. Uh, because if they had, 
basically would be giving the advice, say, wait, because in two or three months they're going to decide. We just don't see it. And we see many more times uh, the result being that, that you as a coach are left hanging and they make the decision to go elsewhere and just don't tell you. So we just don't want that to happen. Now, obviously we're talking about a timeline, which means there's an end, which means there's a deadline. Uh, and by the way, on both of these topics, on timelines and deadlines, you can go to dantuner.com, go to our blog. A lot of free articles, a lot of free research that we've done on this topic. Uh, way more in-depth than I'm able to give here uh, in, this, in this podcast episode. But yeah, so if you want more details, there's a lot more uh, written information on this. But the other aspect of this that I want to get into is deadlines. Because with the timeline comes a deadline. You have to set a deadline. There has to be a time where they make a decision. Now, that decision could be yes, it could be no. I will tell you from my experience, and this goes from Division I high-level BCS conference coaches down to small school NAIA Division III coaches and everybody in between. What I see happening is that coaches don't require their athletes to give them a yes or a no. The fallback is, hey, take your time, decide, oh, you need more time, that's okay, we're not going to pressure you. Now, part of that is, I mean, if you're being honest with yourself, coach, is that because you really want them to evaluate, or is it because you, there's some comfort in knowing that they haven't told you no yet? Um, if you're honest, that you know, door number two, they haven't told you no yet, they're still up on my whiteboard, that name's still there, they haven't said no, so that means there's a possibility. Uh, my worry is, without a deadline, some other coach will set a deadline and they'll respond to it. Because these athletes have a very hard time telling a coach no. And my example for, for that is this, coach. How many times in your past, as you're recruiting an athlete, and you've given them more time, you haven't pressed them, and in, and in your view, you're being professional, uh, you're really trying to give them space to make a decision. How many times has then an athlete called you, texted you, emailed you, and said, hey, coach, um, it's Josh, just want to let you know, you've been great, you're so easy to talk to, and uh, love the, ch- the chance to get to know your team, and really there's a lot of things about the school that are just a great fit for me. And that's why it's so hard to tell you that I just committed to play at X school, your competitor. And your reaction is, oh, come on, what, what went wrong? We were the ones that were professional. We were the ones that gave you the space. Why did you tell them yes? Um, and, and again, what are the, what's the most common answer? Think about it. In, in kids that have called you, I'm about to tell you, but what, what would you say the most common answer is? The most common answer is, well, they told me I needed to make a decision because they were wrapping up their recruiting or they were going to give away my roster spot, and so they needed to make a decision, so I told them Yes. Now, they could have very easily told you yes. So what's the missing component? The missing component is you didn't set a firm deadline and require a yes or no. The other coach did. And so their response to the other coach is, yeah, coach, okay, I'll do it. And I, we, we hear from athletes in the focus group testing that we do for our clients that we work with and in the workshops that we lead at schools. We hear stories about kids that have said, you know what, I could have gone to either of these three or four schools, but this one they kind of told me it was time to make a decision, and so I did. You know what? I felt really good afterwards that finally it was over. I'm, I'm happy about the decision now. They just don't know how to make the decision without a deadline. With a deadline, somebody is finally telling them, okay, here's how you do it. Now, 
I would say it's far better to set a deadline way in advance than at the last minute because the coach who gets that commitment at the last minute probably has a greater chance of risking that athlete transferring later on or deciding and you know, decommitting. Uh, that happens in Division One football all the time. We see it in Division One men's basketball. Um, a lot of those the, those programs, those coaches, make the mistake of uh, of doing that, which is a whole separate podcast. But but so for you, assuming that you know whether whether you're a football basketball coach or you're just you're coaching another sport, what I want to make sure you do is set a deadline in advance, stick to it, and be fair but firm require a yes or a no. Uh, Because, again, if it reaches the end, you've done all the things that we recommend you doing uh, in the normal course of, of, you know, kind of the the recruiting process, there is, they know everything they need to know about you. What is it additionally that they need more time for? Um, Nothing. We love deferring decisions. I mean, us as adults, you as a coach, we love deferring decisions. I'm deciding about it later, fantastic. Pushing recruiting off and, and not doing that this week or tonight or whatever it is, absolutely, because there's always tomorrow. Recruits think that way as well. And, again, it doesn't hurt them because they're going to play somewhere. They're going to compete somewhere. It hurts you if you're the coach that gives them that additional time. So I just want to make sure that you don't do that. So that's a very quick primer on deadlines and timelines and establishing those. When should you do it? You should start as early as possible, preferably when you start the recruiting process. Define for them and lay out exactly what that timeline looks like and when the recruiting process wraps up. And and, and then secondly, I would do that with the parents as well. Define for them and let them know what you've told their son or their daughter and get them to agree that that's, that's a fair deadline, fair timeline. When you do that, are you going to hear no's earlier? Yeah, you'll get some no's earlier. But guess what? They were the same no's that you would have gotten in three or four months later. And getting it sooner just enables you to, to act on it strategically. So I like that aspect of it. Um, you'll also get yeses. And the, the thing I'll end with in all this is that your kid, your prospect, wants definition. We all want that definition. We all want to know when is it that something ends. We all want the context of how long do I have. When you don't give it to them, they have to guess. They'll always guess in their favor, which is, means more time. I'm not going to, you know, get uh, making my decision, um, and it'll be you know later rather than sooner. That doesn't help you. So I just want it to be a situation where you're in charge, you define it, and it works in your favor. Um, that's the advantage of it. So that's going to end this 20-minute or so episode of Driving with Dan. We'll do another one the next time I have a drive here in a couple of days, probably. Um, If you want us to come to your school, you can contact me, dan, at dantutor.com. If you want to talk about becoming a client, we'd love to have that conversation. We work with several hundred programs around the country very effectively and uh, with, with really good results. Um, and beyond that, at the website at dantutor.com, you have a lot of free resources and articles, 15 years worth of research at your fingertips that is there for the taking. You can become a smarter, better recruiter so easily, um, searchable by topic, by date. Uh, please do that. Add that to, as one of the resources for 
your recruiting efforts. And of course, if you don't subscribe to the podcast, to this College Recruiting Weekly podcast, please do that. I'd love to have you as a regular listener um, and comment, ask questions. If you have a topic that you would want to be a guest on the podcast, I would love that. We love talking to coaches. And if you if you go through some of our past episodes, some of the best, most meaningful interviews and podcasts we've had is getting coaches to open up about how they're doing what they're doing, why they're successful, and what they're going to offer up to other coaches as advice. So that's going to wrap it up for today. I am almost at my destination. Great having you on my ride. Stay safe out there. Have a great recruiting week, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast. days that fly to thee we sing with our glasses raised on high let's drink a toast as each of us recalls ivy covered professors in ivy covered halls turn on the spigot pour the beer and swig it and Gaudiamusi get a tour. Here's two parties we tossed to the games that we lost. We shall claim that we won them someday. To the girls, young and sweet, to the spacious back seat of our roommates, beat up Chevrolet. To the beer and Benzedrine, to the way that the Dean tried so hard to be pals with us all. To excuses we fibbed, to the papers we cribbed, from the genius who lived down the hall. To the tables down at Maury's, wherever that may be. Let us drink a toast to all we love the best. We will sleep through all the lectures and cheat on the exams. And we'll pass and be forgotten with the rest. Oh, soon we'll be out amid the cold world's strife. Soon we'll be sliding down the razor blade of life. But as we go our sordid separate ways, we shall ne'er forget thee. Thou golden college days Hearts full of youth, hearts full of truth Six parts gin to one part vermouth <laughs>